0: Welcome to Just Be You with your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Porzinski. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes as Coach McKenna and Father Jason discuss how athletics and faith help us to become who God created us to be. And now here are your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Porzinski. Welcome back to the program, everyone. I'm Father Jason. And I'm Coach McKenna. You know, and we're just going to kick off, uh, you know, real quick here with a passage from Philippians uh, chapter two, verse three to four. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others as better than yourself. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others, too. Now, you're probably wondering why I might, you know, pull that particular passage with a program that has an athletic component to it because you do have to promote yourself to some degree if you're going to be successful in athletics. But I think this passage from Philippians, Coach, uh, is important to keep in mind because it reminds us that we don't do it on our own. And that's, that's really kind of how I look at that passage. Is like we don't want to puff up ourselves where we think we are the summation of the success of a team. We want to keep in mind that what makes success on a team possible is the whole team.
1: You know, in athletics, we always talk about, you know, and I do to my kids all the time let your performance do your talking and, and let people outside who watch your performance praise you. And that's just what we're talking about, you know. And unfortunately, uh, today's day and age of Sports Center and everything, you know, where you don't even have to watch a game anymore. You just go to watch the 20 second clips of who had the big play and everything. And then, you know, that's where we started. Athletes started pointing themselves, look at me, look at me. I'm the greatest. But you know what? It's just like um, I was talking the other day to a group of our offensive linemen, you know, I call them the Trench Warriors, is that, you know, that look at me, look at me doesn't happen unless there's other jobs that are done all the time. Now, if everybody started pointing and saying, look at me, look at me, no plays would ever happen. Um, And I think um, more and more you find there's so many quality athletes out there, quality people. And we're not just talking about athletes, people. So, you, yeah. know, you, you know, know, I, I get all wound up sometimes, you know, and, I, and maybe this isn't the time to say it, but I, I look at uh, not only politicians, but people, they come to these turkey drives, they come to these things, they, they get a picture of putting one turkey in the truck, and then they're gone. And that's all they were there for. You know, give me substance. Give me people who really want to get involved and help. And that's what this is
0: talking about. I mean, come on, Coach. I put more than one turkey in the truck. No, I didn't call you a politician. <laughs> no, no, no. I was there for a lot, for most of the day with the, with the guys. No, no, no. You know, I, I think you're absolutely right. And I think it's, it's uh, you know, when we do something just for the appearance of doing something, or we fail to recognize all those involved in making it possible for us to be where we are today, and I, th- I think that's you know that's true for athletes, but it's true for every one of us. You know, we, really, when you think about where you are today, how did you get here? Who was involved in your life to make it possible for you to be the person you are right now? And I mean, you wouldn't be here today if it weren't for your parents. You wouldn't be here today if it weren't for the teachers and the coaches involved in your life. You wouldn't be here today for that person whose name you don't really know. But they said just the right thing at the right moment to give you the encouragement to keep pressing forward in a difficult time there's so many people that we are aware of and unaware of that make it possible for us to be where we are today
1: i go back and uh, god rest his soul i'm sure he's dead by now um but i go back to elementary school and i can remember one day just having a bad day and uh we had a a custodian uh, howard Suby. And he always impressed me because he was the uh, custodian. Uh, He wore a tie every day (laughs) and everything. Of course, this goes way back and everything. But, and he just must have seen that I was having one of those days, put his arm around me, said, son, it could be a brighter day tomorrow. And he just made me feel better. That little thing, you know? And there's people like that that do that all the time. And that's what it's about. I say this all the time. The kids get tired of hearing about it. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about others. And if we live our life that it, we realize, it is about others. You will be so rich. And I'm not talking about money in your pocket. You have such a good feeling that because, you, you know, it comes back to you. Because people come back to you then and you become a community of people that take care of each other.
0: You know, and I think that that particular attitude that you mentioned, Coach, is also what makes us open to seeing something that we might not have seen either. Um, you know, when we're open to uh, recognizing that it's about other people, how other people can get involved, how other people might be able to push us a little bit further along than we thought, how other people might have an idea greater than our own or a perspective that is is more, um, more notable in that given particular moment. But it is that attitude, that direction towards the other that also allows us to recognize potential in other people that we can then help cultivate. And I think that's one of the And you're right on
1: something about that, Father. Not only realize potential, potential they don't see in themselves.
0: Right. Thank you.
1: And that's the key with with a lot lot of people. You know, they just don't see that potential or they don't have that confidence or they've never had somebody say, hey, you could do that. Go out and get after that. And you know what? Now they got your back and, you know, you're going to back them. You're going to help them and everything. And they just shine. And then once they start shining, the, the, you know, it's just wonderful to watch. It's like uh, w- when you train athletes and you go out and see them have great games and everything. It's like being a proud father. See, and I had a little bit of part of that uh, team w- w- we talked about uh, last week about our football team. And just the gentleman we're going to have on, Xavier Leszczynski. Every time I see him do something, it's like being a proud father. He walked on at Notre Dame. We're going to talk about that. But it's like being that proud father because I said, I had a little bit of that. You know, I helped him a little bit to get where he is. And it's just a neat feeling.
0: Yeah, really. It's. it's I think that's one of the most rewarding things is when you're there and you can see something. I know as the chaplain at the high school you know, that's one of the some of the best moments I can think of in my time at Notre Dame High School is recognizing the potential in some of the students that I was working with who were struggling ac- academically or or dealing with some difficult situations and and helping them to recognize that there is hope, that there are possibilities and to recognize what their actual potential is. And some of the greatest rewards uh-huh. are now seeing them in college recognizing what you were telling them in high school that they didn't quite see in themselves yet. They're starting to recognize, and it's driving them to really pursue their goals and dreams because they realize, hey, you were right. What you told mm-hmm. me in high school, you, that was true. You know, And,
1: and not only, they, they, you know, when they get to college and everything. I can remember last year um, of the, the time you invested with the lacrosse team. And being at games with you, you know, my wife and I would, would sit there with you at games and everything, and when they would win a game or there would be a big play, I don't know who was happier, you or the team or the uh, or, or, or the coaches. But the pure, pure joy you had in watching them perform and go to another level, knowing you had that little part like we talked about in it, but just being happy for those guys was really neat to watch.
0: Yeah, I got to say, I really missed the lacrosse season this year. You know, I'm really bummed that – that spring sports didn't happen this year and uh you know it's i really had a lot of fun with lacrosse last season that was that was the first time i really paid attention to lacrosse to be quite frank and I really, really got into it, and it was, and that was an incredible, phenomenal team last year as well.
1: Yeah, we all uh, learned a little bit about lacrosse together last yeah, year. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was a lot of fun trying to figure it out. But let's go to break a little bit earlier because we do have a really uh, special guest. I mean, it's not every day, in fact, it's not every year or every ten years that you hear about someone walking onto the Notre Dame University football team. So uh, we'll we'll be back in a moment with Xavier Lisinski There was no single event; it was more gradual. My husband was not Catholic, and at the time I didn't really think that it really mattered which church we went to because we all loved God and we all loved Jesus. And that was the start of my journey out of the Catholic Church, where I remained out of the Catholic Church for over 30 years.
1: When I was outside of the church, there was always an unsettled feeling. There was always a feeling of something missing and something not complete.
0: When I um, started to read the Bible, I could see that our Catholic faith is steeped in Scripture. I could see some of the sacraments in Scripture. I could see some of the liturgy in Scripture.
1: I wouldn't be the spouse. I wouldn't be the father. I wouldn't be the person that I am without the Church and without the sacraments, particularly the Eucharist. I can't live without it.
0: If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org today. We ask people all over America, what have you done for your marriage today? Boy, I gave a huge hug this morning, like a really big squeeze that lasted forever, great kiss, those things are really important. <laughs>
2: she got a really short haircut that she hated, and I wrote her a note and put it up on the mirror saying that she was a cute girl with cute hair.
0: What have I done for my marriage today?
1: We've actually organized a date night tonight.
0: What have I done for my marriage today? Wow, that is a great question uh i took the baby while she worked i got up with the baby while he slept yeah
1: (laughs) today i sent an email to my husband and i said you rock well i've done today what i usually do and that is obey i listened to my wife uh, when we talked on the telephone today she really likes it when i listen What have you done for your marriage today? Little things can make a big difference. For ideas, go to foryourmarriage.org. A message from the Catholic Communication Campaign. Xavier, how you doing, buddy? Coach, great to hear your voice. I'm good. How are you? Man, it's never a bad day when I get to talk to you, pal. Uh, We have Xavier (laughs) Ludwinski on the show, and uh, Father Jason's here with me. uh, Xavier, It's
0: great to have you on the show, Xavier. I've been talking to him, Xavier. Good
1: talking to you. I've been talking to him for a while about you. I've been bragging on you, so uh, I want to give a, you know, give us a little history, you know, you at Notre Dame High School, and but then I want to get right on to, you know, you walking on at the university. So, um, you originally were from Pennsylvania, correct?
2: Of course, yeah. So I, um, my family lives in Pennsylvania. We've lived there um, my entire life. Um, I have three older siblings. I'm the I'm the baby of four. And each of them um, went to Notre Dame High School and graduated from Notre Dame High School. So it was really, I mean, it was was kind of destined for me to to carry on that tradition of going to Notre Dame High School. And I'd heard about so many great experiences that they had um, during their four years at Notre Dame. So, I mean, it was kind of just expected for me to go to Notre Dame. And once I got there, though, it it was was clearly the, the right place for me to be. Um, I'm so happy that I had the chance to, to go there to meet so many fantastic people like Coach McKenna, um, a lot of great teachers, friends, coaches. Um, so, I, I mean, my four years in high school were some of the, some of the best of um, my life, and um, just to, to be surrounded by such a great supporting cast of people around Notre Dame High School was certainly a special um, – it made for a special experience.
1: You now one of the things i I, I want to get out and bring out about you is um, how important your faith is in everything you've done now, can you explain a little bit about your ties with your faith and how it's gotten you through the ups and downs?
2: Absolutely. Um, so I grew up in a in a devout Catholic family um, from a very young age our my parents instilled um, in in us in my, my siblings and myself that we that it is very important to have a strong relationship with God. Um, and during a time when I I feel like people in my generation are starting to lose a little, lose touch with their faith. Um, it kind of drove me to grow closer to God, honestly. Um, once I got to, um, to high school, that's when I was kind of the point where I was on my own in my faith journey. I had always been, um, kind of brought along by my parents and by my siblings and that. But once, once I got to high school, it was my own, my own choice. Um, and I just, something that really stood out to me was when Notre Dame high school built a grotto, um, on the, on the campus ground, my mom said, you should, you should make it your goal every day. Go, go ahead and offer up a prayer, um, each day, do what you can to, to thank God. Um, even if it's just for a, a quick 30 seconds, um, just go, try to go to the grotto every day. And I think that's what really, it, it set the tone for me. So once I was, um, once I started doing that, I really felt myself growing closer to God um, in my own spiritual journey. And it, it led me to get involved with campus ministry, um, with uh, the the monthly liturgies at school. And I really just felt this deep connection uh, to my faith and devotion to the Blessed Mother as well. Um, Notre Dame, Our Lady, that's, that's a strong connection with my family. Um, so in a, in a time, like I said, when it seems like people are starting to lose touch with their faith, I wanted to be a, an example for, um, why there should be no shame in, in practicing your faith and being a devoted, um, Christian and living out the, uh, living out the word of God.
0: Xavier is father Jason here. So, uh, you know, you're from what everything the coach has told me, you're, you're just an incredible, incredible young man. And, uh, you know you graduated just before i started on i think your chaplains were i'm guessing you probably had father jc garrett right um yes yes okay uh, and uh but you know it's uh your your path is a rather remarkable one because you know it is in high school when you start to take ownership for your faith which which not only did you do but you did it in a way you know where there's posters of you around the high school kneeling in front of that grotto um you know i didn't realize that was you until coach told me beforehand on the show and uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's just kind of like it's a reminder to so many students and faculty and myself. It's like, hey, take a moment, say a prayer, and and it's incredible how how even your time at Notre Dame has high school has passed, your influence is still continuing forward through the visual representation of your of yourself kneeling in front of the grotto.
2: Yeah, so I mean that that really uh, that that made me smile. That uh, that was very kind of you to say, and I never, I really never did it for any sort of attention. Um, I, I just, it was, it was a habit for me. It it was um, uh, one of the best ways that I could offer up my, my, um, myself to God and to thank him for my blessings. And um, I mean, I I would, it got to the point where after, even after our games, our, our, our home games, our Friday night uh, football games, I would go to the grotto afterward and, Thank God for the opportunities that, that I have, um, and and like I said, I didn't do it for for the attention. Um, something that I I do my best um, in is to try to live humbly, try to live with um, with humility. And I am I'm happy that um, that example has has continued on through Notre Dame High School because it is important to to spread the word and to do things that bring others to um, so praising God um but really it's it's just it's all about um living with with humility and um and just keeping in mind that without without god we we aren't we don't have the blessings that we um that we uh, think about each day and um yeah i just i, I it's cool to hear that because i really i didn't know that there were there were things uh, still up in um in the halls of of Notre Dame High School. Uh, I'm never going to let your memory
1: die there, buddy. Now, listen, (laughs) everybody, you know, we only got a half-hour show here, but I want everybody to know, you know, because it doesn't happen very often. How did you end up walking on at Notre Dame? and What's your status now, and how's things going?
2: Yeah, so um, this is, yeah, a lot of my life has um, kind of revolved around the the fact that good things come to those who wait. Um, I mean, I actually – so – first things first, I, I got waitlisted um, by Notre Dame, um, initially. Uh, so I kind of had to, to do some extra work to, uh, to gain admission into the, into the school. It was always my dream to go to Notre Dame and, um, I wasn't going to be denied. So I think that that actually really, it helped build my character when I got way because it, it made me realize how much I wanted it and what, what life could have been like without Notre Dame, um, My entire family went to Notre Dame, graduated, played varsity sports. So it was something that I, I I certainly wanted to carry on that legacy. Um, So after I gained admission into the school, I, I tried out uh, for the football team during my freshman spring semester. I didn't, I didn't make it the first time around. I, um, I tried out as a quarterback and uh, it turned out that the, the roster was filled um, at that position. So I, I, yeah, I had to I had to really – it was a gut check. I, I was devastated, of course, but you can't You can't dwell on the past. you got to move forward. And that next year, I just – I worked so hard. I worked tirelessly to make sure that I would not be denied, that I would absolutely 100% um, make the team and give them no reason to tell me that I can't be on this team because I knew that I, I was capable of, of competing.
0: Xavier. So my
2: sophomore spring, I I, I tried out again. I told them, hey, put me wherever wherever I can be of use to the team. Uh, I just – I'd love to help this, this program however I can. And um, lucky enough, I, I ended up trying out and, and making the team that time around. And, I mean, ever since then, it's, it's been I, – I, I can't imagine what my life would be like without, um, without being a part of Notre Dame football. It's, it's truly – the things you hear about it, the the greatness around the program, it's true. And the people – are, are truly amazing. That was something that that I guess it shouldn't have surprised me, but the the players, the guys, my teammates, they are some of the some of the best guys that I've ever met. Um, really, some stand up guys and have truly challenged me to become a better person.
0: So, Xavier, one of the things that you know, you touched on there was, uh, you know, of course, not making it the first time around your freshman year, but you know, being persistent with your your dream, your goal um and but then having Mm -hmm. the humility what you said there really caught my attention having the humility of you know you were quarterback in high school you know that that, that's not a a nothing position to play obviously you know a lot of guys would have a hard time walking in and saying just put me wherever you want wherever i could be Mm -hmm. of help to team i mean that's remarkable but i imagine in that process of of preparing yourself to go at it again sophomore year you had to make a lot of personal sacrifices, I would imagine, you know, tell us about the difficulty with uh, really making that goal such a priority that, you know, giving up other things to make that happen.
2: Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a matter of of putting some of my social life um, on the back burner uh, for a while. And instead of going out um, on a Friday night training and, um, and working out and, and, getting myself in the best shape possible to be ready for that tryout and to be ready to, to compete in spring practice. I, I mean, I really just, my freshman year when I tried as a quarterback, I was doing a lot of quarterback specialized drills. And instead of doing that, I kind of switched it and did something that would allow me to be more of a utility guy. Um, So by the time, um, by the time the tryout came around, I was ready to, uh, tell them, Hey, I, I can, I can do whatever you need me to do. Um, it's uh, it's that it was certainly interesting starting out once I had made the team being a, a, a undersized tight end. I'm about four inches shorter and um, 50 pounds lighter than the the next biggest guy. Uh, the next, sorry, the next smallest guy of the, the tight end unit. Um, so to go up against uh, these on scout team to go up against these big, Defensive ends, um, like some guys who just got drafted this past weekend, um, and being somebody who's, who's never had to block, never had to learn how to block somebody, playing quarterback his whole life, so it was certainly a, a tough transition, um, but one that I um, I'm thankful for because it's uh, it's definitely it's forced me to to you know um, work on my craft so much uh, more carefully and to. Master my techniques so that I can actually give these guys the look that they need to get them ready for um, our games um, each weekend. And it's—I uh, mean—we've it really. Uh, I like to say that I've gotten—I've gotten better as a tight end. Um, but really, I what I what I try to do is is be a, a morale booster for the team and to uh, to be the best teammate that I can possibly be and do whatever I can to help us win on Saturdays.
1: Actually, I got to tell you, one of my favorite moments, you know, and I've got a lot of them because when you're around a long time and good things happen, but when you called me and you told me you made the team, I I couldn't be prouder of you. But I got to ask you this question because um, I I just – people got to know, how did it feel that first home game when you came out of that tunnel and just the crowd and everything, just try to describe that feeling for everybody because I know how special that is.
2: Yeah, I mean, I just got chills uh, thinking about that again. Um, so it was, it was, yeah, the 2018 season. We kicked off against one of our biggest rivals, Michigan, um, at home, and it was, uh, it was a greenout. We made it a first-ever greenout in Notre Dame Stadium. I, oh my gosh, it, it was the buzz around campus the entire weekend, and then when I finally, when I finally ran out of that tunnel and just looked around something that I like to do when I run out of the tunnel each time is I kind of just, I, I take in the entire scene. I I try to look around the entire stadium and and just take in the energy and, um, the excitement. Um, so it was, it was really, it was indescribable and I kind of went numb. Like my, I, I wasn't really even, I couldn't even think like, I just, I just felt the, the, the energy and, um, like how special, um, how special Notre Dame football truly is at that at that point it really sunk in and we always so when we run out of the tunnel we run to the opposite end zone and take a knee and and say a prayer in the opposite end zone so that's another thing like it just kind of keeps you grounded like i'm here right now because god allowed me to be in this position i i just like it, it was crazy to to think about that and it really just puts things in perspective like what a blessing this is to be able to be living out my dream right now. It finally, it came true. And uh, it was just, yeah, that, that first time was special. I'll never forget that that first time.
1: And, you know, the, the big thing is, is I don't think people realize the hard work that goes into it. I know you're, sta- you're still out there. Um, you're, you're, you're finding ways to get it done working hard, getting ready for this year. And we really appreciate you coming on the show. I mean, you are what it's about. You're, you're why I coach, you know, the humble guy, the guy that just, uh, that wants to get his job done the, the, the and be part of a program. But, um, I'll tell you what, thanks for coming on the show. And, uh, man, I'll talk to you, buddy. I love you. Say hello to your yeah, parents, yeah. your whole family. Um, and, uh, I don't. I don't know what else I can tell you, man. You, you just. You rock the house, buddy.
2: Thank you so much, Coach Father Father Jason. I uh, really enjoyed talking to you guys. Thank you so much for allowing me to be on the show. Um, yeah, Coach, it's always always a pleasure. I have so much to thank you for. You've uh, done a lot for my family, and I really appreciate it. I just wanted to leave with with one one of my favorite verses. Um, and I a couple, actually, if you don't mind, uh, Colossians 3.17, and whatever you do in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And then I think something that's really fitting right now is Sirach 2, 5, and 6, gold is tested by fire, and human character is tested in the furnace of humiliation. Trust the Lord, and he will help you. Walk straight in his ways and put your hope in him. I think, hopefully, the, the listeners uh, will take some time to look into those verses, and let them uh, apply them to their lives right now, and just understand how how blessed we are and that even in times of adversity, God has we have so much to thank God for.
0: You know it's uh, funny, uh, you mentioned that we started off with Philippians uh, two, three through four uh, for the show, and I gotta say it's amazing how the spirit works because uh, you truly God. are a remarkably humble individual, and that passage just fit you perfectly for the for the nature of our conversation. So thank you so much, Xavier for being on with us today.
2: Thank you so much, Father Jason. Thanks, Coach
0: McKenna. Take
1: care, buddy. Love you.
0: And, Coach, I believe you have a challenge for us this week. I, you know,
1: I, I, I got chills right now. because up after Xavier. I, I, I could talk to him all day. I love him like a son. Um, I'm going to tell you what. Here's the challenge. Young athletes, try to be like Xavier. Be humble. Go out and do something special. But you know what? Do it in the right name, in the good Lord's name. Have a great day. And until next
0: time, God bless.
1: On that roadside picking blackberries. That summer I turned a corner in my soul down that red dirt road. It's where I drank my first beer.